The Daily Logos, Episode 3, Justification by Faith. Yesterday we talked about grace and its purpose. Grace is what God does for us regarding justification. But there's still three other things that Scripture tells us justifies, faith being one of them. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Just like anything else, we've got to define and understand faith in order to integrate it into our lives. We can't do something we don't understand. We can't have something we don't understand. So you have to know what faith is. So we're going to go through the five definitions of faith from the dictionary and scripture to help us wrap our head around it, and then we'll kind of summarize it. So the first definition of faith is allegiance to duty. That is our commitment to Jesus Christ and scripture and the responsibilities that come with it. Excuse me. The second definition is Fidelity of promises. So that is maintaining our integrity and character regarding our commitment to Jesus Christ and our responsibilities as a Christian. The third definition is sincere intentions. And I, that's right out of the dictionary, but I'm hesitant with the word intentions because the path to hell is paved with good intentions. So I'd like to substitute that word. Everybody's heard that saying, by the way. And it puts things into perspective for us. So I'd like to substitute intentions for effort. So faith is sincere effort towards maintaining our integrity and character regarding our commitment to Jesus Christ and Scripture and all of the responsibilities as a Christian. The fourth definition, which comes from Scripture, is assurance of things hoped for. So it's hope. Hope kind of anchors that faith. The fifth definition, which comes from Scripture as well, is the conviction of the unseen. So we have to understand that we're in a spiritual battle that we can't see, and it's over our souls. And what else? the other thing we have to be convicted about that we didn't actually see firsthand is the crucifixion of Christ, His resurrection, and we know all that because it's in Scripture, but again, we still haven't seen that with our eyes. So part of faith is the conviction of what is told to us in Scripture. Now, this is, I like to summarize faith <clears throat> a little bit differently. You know, definitions can be kind of dry, but they're very, very important. So this is kind of how I summarize faith. Faith is an immovable stake that's been placed in the ground that you hedge your bets on, saying Christ is the risen Messiah and the great I am in flesh. And all authority on heaven and earth has been given to him, and I want him to be the Lord and Savior of my life, and I'm willing to die over that stake in the ground just as he did for me. This is not all faith is, though. So if you go down the rabbit hole of the Greek manuscripts, which I highly recommend, the Greek word for faith is pistis. And there's four things that kind of encompass that. The four things are trust, conviction, action, and obedience. All four of those things are built into faith. Paul, I should say God through Paul, because God's the author of the Bible. And we can, we'll talk about that later on. But Paul tells us in Romans 1.5, that the whole purpose of grace is to bring about the obedience of faith. So Paul recognizes faith as obedience and it having and faith has obedience built into it. So we've got to trust scripture as God's written word. <clears throat> so the Greek word that tells us God is the author of the Bible is theanoustos. And that means God breathed. So all scripture is God breathed. God is the author of it. Theanoustos. That's what that means. And what scripture does, it illuminates our path towards salvation. That's where all the information and all the knowledge about salvation comes from. It's the Bible. The Bible illuminates our path towards salvation in Christ. And Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. We have to trust that. But we also have to be convicted by the Holy Spirit. 
And that has to be filtered through Scripture. Because Satan imitates convictions, by the way. So if you ever think you're having convictions from the Holy Spirit, you better filter it through Scripture because Satan imitates the convictions of God. So we also have to be convicted about living a godly life, and we have to know what that looks like because our goal as Christians should be the number one priority is to bring honor and glory and praise to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Another thing faith is, from the Greek standpoint, is taking action. Not only laboring for the Lord's harvest, but helping others in need. That's not the only action that has to be taken. We still have to protect the bride of Christ and keep it pure through accountability in preparation for the great banquet. So, you know, God tells us through Paul, there's a time to offer reproof, which is gentle criticism, and there's a time to be to rebuke, which is harsh criticism. There's a time for both, and we have to have accountability protect, to protect the household of faith. We are the body of believers. We are the household of faith. We are the church. We have to protect it. There has to be accountability built into it. Loving someone is not inviting sin and tolerating sin. Love is not tolerant of sin. Biblical love is not tolerant of sin. That's not what that is. We're willing the good of another for the well-being of their soul. So the final aspect of faith, which we kind of touched on in Romans 1.5. Faith is being obedient to the authority and lordship of Christ as it's revealed in Scripture. And, And that's, I mean, faith is being obedient to Scripture itself. That's what makes you a Christian. If you don't obey Scripture or you reject what's in Scripture, then you're rejecting God's authority because, again, the Bible is God breathed. Theanustas. God breathed. So in lieu of all the things that we've revealed about faith, we've still got to distinguish one final thing. We have to separate dead faith from saving faith. So saving faith is alive and active. Dead faith is not. So this kind of ties into how works and effort justify us, but there's going to be eight verses we're going to touch on really quick, and they're short. So the first one is James 2.14, and James asks, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? That's an excellent question. If you're not working at anything, if there's no effort applied, if you're not doing things, can that faith save you? That's a terrifying question, truly. And the answer is even more terrifying. James 2.17 says, So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. So if there's not genuine effort applied... And, you know, we talked about repentance. If there's not repentance and effort and work and labor that's involved, then the faith is dead. James 2.18 says, But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. And this is James' response. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works. What does that mean? It means I'm going to walk the walk and talk the talk. I'm not just going to talk the talk and say I have faith. I'm going to walk it. That was James 2.18. This is, this is the punchline in James chapter 2. James 2.19 says, You believe that God is one. He's being, and he says, you do well. He's being facetious there. You believe that God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. That verse, James 2.19, should point you directly back to John 3.16 because it lets you know you've missed something. And the answer to that is in the Greek manuscripts regarding John 3.16. James 2.20 says, Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? So there he says it again. If you're not applying any effort, if there's not work, if you're not doing things, if you're not taking action, it's useless. And there's a warning against that because Christ tells us about the parable of the talent where he was 
you know, the gospel and the talents that we're given as people are not to be buried just waiting for the return of Christ. We are to labor. We are to take action. We are to share the gospel with people. You know, we have to labor for the Lord's harvest. <clears throat> James 2.22 says, this is regarding Abraham, you see that faith was active along with his works and faith was completed by his works. So faith is, when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, he exceeds. He expects things. He expects things from us. We have to do things. It's not just sitting back and kicking your heels up, waiting for the return of the Lord. Like we have to do things as Christians. We're called to act. It's a call to action. James two twenty four says, "You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone." So again, effort, action, labor. James two twenty six says, For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. So there he draws a line between <clears throat> excuse me, he draws a line between dead faith and saving faith that is alive and active. So now you can tell by going over this information that, that faith is not merely believing, and it's not merely a profession. And you can see that faith can be dead and useless in the eyes of the Lord. So that's not the kind of faith we need to have, obviously. So you know, we talked about this. We mentioned it. God expects things from us if we're going to call ourselves Christians. To call yourself a Christian or a Christ follower is to take on his name. And that comes with a set of responsibilities. And if we professed Christ as the risen Messiah and as God and Lord of Lords and King of Kings, and we're claiming to follow him, which is what we're called to do, that means we're taking action, applying effort. We're doing things. We're working out our salvation, as Paul says in Philippians. So our faith must remain active and living so it isn't rendered dead and we're not left unjustified in the, unjustified in the eyes of the Lord. So here's what we got to do. This is what we need to do. We have to be faithful as the bride of Christ. We have to place our stake in the ground and make our commitment. We have to pick a side. We have to commit our lives to Christ and we have to maintain our character and our integrity to our commitments and our responsibilities. And we have to put forth sincere effort every single day. It's work. It's effort. And of course, we're going to remain hopeful in Christ's return. That's what anchors that faith. And we have to trust in his written word. Theanustas, God-breathed. All scripture is Theanustas, God-breathed. He is the author. We got to stay convicted by the Holy Spirit and we have to test the convictions we feel through scripture. You can't just say the Lord told me this and I know it's true because my emotions say so. That's not the way it goes. Satan can imitate convictions and we have to filter our convictions through scripture. Scripture illuminates the path to salvation in Christ. Let's take action. Let's be obedient. Let's keep our faith alive and active so we can participate in the process of justification. Let us show our love and our appreciation of God's grace by doing those things. I hope everyone has a great day. Fight the good fight. God bless.